Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any sort of topic that is astrological or related to romance, and I investigate these topics under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I am so glad that you guys have joined me for today. Okay, so you're going to have to forgive me on this one. I'm going to quote a Geico ad here. I just feel so appropriate right now. So, uh-oh, uh-oh, guess what time it is? Guess what time it is? It's Libra season. Yes, so as of the 23rd of September, so that was actually this last Friday, the sun shifted from prudent and very wise Virgo into Libra. So today's topic is going to be Libra season, as you guessed. And just like with Leo and Virgo season, what that means when it comes to relating, what we will see when it comes to relating and how Libra season will affect that. So I'm starting off with my point of view. Um, I usually tend to take a look as to how people are relating to me or how they're relating to each other. I particularly notice these things on walks or also in the workplace and just kind of just in general. But the overall atmosphere that I've been noticing is that um, in Libra season, we're shifting from you know, being proper and being um, socially proper as well as well as being um, genuine to actually having people wanting more than just a hello. I especially have seen this with the opposite of sex where they, you know, everybody just wants, it just wants a little bit more. And especially the opposite of sex, of course, the opposite of sex, they want a little more in the regard of, flirtatious action and the promises of romance. But for a lot of just general people, it's usually, hey, you're an upstanding citizen. Hey, you seem like you're a great person. I want to talk with you. So we're shifting from just saying, hello, how are you to actually making like little small conversations during Libra season. It, it And it just seems like it stems from the regard that everybody wants to be a little closer. And if I may say so, um, and may use this term, just a slightly bit more intimate. It seems like this is a time of the year where intimacy is craved, actually, uh, within relationships. So what could be causing this when we're moving into Libra season? Well, the first thing that I actually could think of when it came to Libra season is that Libra rules the seventh house. Now, I'm going to just preface this episode. A lot of things that actually rules Libra, like the planet that rules Libra, the house that Libra also rules as well, too. Um, these are things that we actually come to look at when it comes to sinistry astrology. Uh, Venus is actually how we get along in relationships. We usually use that as an indicator of how we get along in relationships. And the seventh house especially is how do marriages get along, you know, depending on the transits, you know, the, the plants that are tra transiting that area, that house for a couple. Uh, maybe the couple may have certain planets 
in that particular house. So that kind of uh, gauges the health of the marriage. But also the seventh house is really great in in, um, engaging the health and the strength of friendships as well. And usually it's of close friendships. But the reason why I mentioned the seventh house in this re- with this reaction of wanting closeness and wanting to be more close, even if it's just casual, uh, pe- you know, just people who we meet on the street, you know, the whole reason why there's this need for, you know, a conversation and just this, this area of closeness is that um, that seventh house is actually challenging us to move beyond just the casual relationships that we're used to uh, from the past two seasons to more intimate or more close relationships and deeper relationships. And with Libra season, I would not be surprised if a lot of friendships and a lot of relationships too are moving towards the closer side. You know, we're moving away from the casual and the fun and the free that we had with Leo. We're moving away from um, being of service to you, um, even though we've started to pivot on you during um, Virgo season, moving away from the me's pivoting towards you. In Libra season, we're moving more towards what can we do for each other in order to make this relationship far deeper and far more meaningful. The first example that came to mind was like in friend groups. Um, In friend groups, I wouldn't be surprised if there are questions such as, how genuine of a friend are you? You know, especially if you guys met casually, um, how it's, it, it comes down to, okay, we're casual. Okay. We, we had a fun time in the casual relationship, but are you a real friend? And, you know, those questions are going to start popping up, but not only that, but I think also it's going to be a lot of matters that are going to be put to the test. They'll put that relationship or they'll put that friendship to the test. The best example that I could find from this one was actually with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. To me, Lisa Rinna's relationship with Erica really epitomized Libra season. So the question for that front, for the whole quote unquote friend group, if you may, although whenever I see the Real Housewives in that franchise, I kind of question the friendships in that group. Are you truly friends or are you quote unquote friends? But anyway, um, when it comes down to Erica and Lisa, well, with Erica in the friend group, she was getting drunk. She was going through a rough period. It's actually still going through a rough period after her divorce with Tom Girardi. And, you know, at every social functions, she was just seen as getting drunk. Um, She was beyond plastered because she was also drinking on an antidepressant. Now, whereas a lot of the other individuals of the group kind of gathered around and kind of crowed, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. Whereas where Garcelle, Crystal, Sutton kind of gathered around, started gossiping, started to crow as to how Erica was having an alcoholic problem or she's becoming an alcoholic and maybe she should start seeing help. And, you know, once again, not saying this to her face, but saying this behind her back. 
I feel like Lisa Rinna really epitomized Libra season in the regard that she actually went up to Erica and um, essentially went to Erica's house and visited her there after an episode where she got completely plastered and was starting to say really inappropriate things. And Lisa actually confronted her one-on-one and in private. She didn't crow about what she'd said to Erica. And also on top of that, as a friend, she offered to help Erica out because she said, look, I've been on this medication before. Cocktails are much stronger than they usually are without the medication. But, you know, here, um, lean on me. I'll help you out. You know, I'll, I'll make sure to help you out. If you have questions, please ask me and we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out together. And I think really um, this gives like a good thumbs up with Libra season in the regard that, like I said, not only did Lisa Rinna not crow to the rest of the group as to what she said, she really, this relationship, this friendship was very close in the regard of, hey, I'm a concerned friend. I'm concerned about you and I want to help you. Now, I mentioned this example because that's going to be the theme with Libra season, you know, especially in friend groups, is can I get drunk in front of you and, you know, you will have my back. Not only will you have my back, but if I get drunk in front of you, are you going to judge me or are you going to help me if I need the help or if I need some help? And actually with uh, Lisa Rinna and with Erica, there were times with Erica where she did need some help and she'd ask Lisa Rinna, like, what sort of cocktails could I order without it going skyward or without going skewered or without it being all sorts of shades of whatever. And, um, you know, both friends and also too with Erica, she was also very supportive of Lisa throughout the season as well, too. So again, with that friendship mentale, when it comes to Libra season is going to be more of, will you be there for me? Will you help me if I'm down? Will you, you know, basically be loving towards me? You know, even though we're in a friendship or in a friend group, you know, and friends operate very differently from lovers and the relationship is different. Will you, will you love me? as like a sister or will you love me? Will you treat me as such? Will you respect me at the end of the day? Um, That's how friendships I feel are going to grow closer. And there's going to be a lot of themes surrounding that. I feel like in some ways, in some cases, this can be a benefit, a benefit, you know, in the regard of you're growing closer to each other and, you know, growing, you know, having a closer deep friendship is always nice But also it might be a challenge because there might be things that, you know, you have to start thinking about a little less about you and your expectations being met and more of the other person as well as you and having both expectations being met. And I feel like that's going to be another challenge, particularly in friendship groups. For um, intimate relationships, again, kind of, Kind of goes that saying, uh, if you guys have met casually and if you've been dating casually, this is going to be that season where it's going to deepen. And it's, you know, there's going to be a lot more of wanting intimacy, wanting closeness. And again, too, it moves away from my expectations to there's your expectations as well as my expectations. So kind of balancing that out in the relationship. 
when I move to Venus, I will actually specify how this relationship is going to deepen a little bit more in romantic circles. But I think really more the focus and the challenge is going to be how to deepen our bond as well. And I find this true. This is also true for those who are married. If you are looking to get married, by the way, Libra season, I feel is a great season to do so. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually find that June is fine as, as all nice and well as well. You know, knowing that June might have been an institution from Greek and Greco-Roman society, ancient Greco-Roman society in honoring Juno. Um, and I, 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 I completely support that. But I also think that Libra season is perfect for marriage in the regard that, you know, balance, closeness, you know, kind of supporting each other, kind of thinking more than just about you. You know, again, with marriages, there's a different uh, mental, there's a different uh, sort of chemistry, there's a different sort of relationship that's going on there. Very different from when we're dating. And really with Libra, it kind of helps us with that mental, you know, of thinking more about uh, thinking more than just ourselves, thinking about our significant other as well as ourselves and kind of balancing that as well. And then of course, you know, with Libra season, love just seems to be in the air. That's just, I feel like that's the other reason for why um, I, I feel like Libra season is really great for weddings. So with the romance and the deepening of, well, actually the deepening of relationships and that closeness, we move into Libra's ruler, which is that of Venus. Now, again, in Sinistry Astrology, Sinistry Astrologers use Venus all the time, again, to gauge how close the relationship will be and how loving the relationship will be. Um, in fact, in a lot of my previous podcasts, whenever I look at Venus, it's always, is it in a great position where it's a very loving relationship or is it some, or is the love in the relationship kind of a struggle? And also, of course, according to John Townley, it also mentions the attractiveness. Is it a natural attraction that evolves between partners or is there a struggle with that as well? Well, with Libra season, this closeness um, really arises with the need, I would say the key buzzwords is, key buzzword from this is really romance. And lots of, I, I would say within the season, I wouldn't be surprised if we're all going back to, if we're in an established relationship, especially if we're going back to old school romance Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about giving your partner, you know, a dozen long-stemmed roses, red roses at that, not pink, not yellow, certainly not white. You know, if you're really committed that the red roses, possibly with the baby's breath in there, possibly for established couples um, going, having a night out on the town, you know, maybe going out to the opera or maybe going out dancing as well too, getting that, that closeness really intact. But I think the real essence of the romance here is also really thinking about what you both need in the relationship, what your partner really needs in the relationship and striving towards that and really making genuine efforts and, you know, striving towards that to make that relationship deeper. 
You know, like say if your partner really has had a crummy day at work, and I think I mentioned this with Virgo season, but I think it's, you know, really a, more of a situation here with Libra, like your partner's had a crummy day at work, like maybe bringing that closeness into the relationship by not just talking about it, but maybe giving your partner a little back rub. Or maybe, um, you know, you guys are both on a busy schedule, but one of you ends up making dinner for the both of you that you can both relish in. Maybe it's like your favorite meal or it's the first meal that you had before you were engaged and you got married or the first meal that you had when you guys fell in love. Um, I think those are also other ways in which the romance will just deepen as well. And I think with friendships, um, when it comes down to the intimacy and the closeness, again, I, you know, Venus usually indicates the health, like how close is the relationship and also the health of the relationship. I think really, again, just kind of as with the aforementioned with the seventh house, growing closer, you know, not being afraid and not being uncomfortable and growing closer with each other, kind of being at that point and maybe being challenged to grow closer. Now, again, too, with Libra season, the unfortunate situation with a lot of, um, you know, things, a lot of relationships that might have started with casual dating or casual friendships, it also could be a challenge as well as a deal breaker at times, too. Like if you're not willing to get close to somebody or you struggle with getting close to somebody, you might kind of meet a, a huge challenge and a huge hurdle in the relationship Sometimes I hate to say it, but sometimes if it's if it's too big of a challenge, like you really can't commit, you really can't get closer, it icks you out or it really kind of, you know, freaks you out. If you are, um, when it comes down to attachment personalities, if you are like me where you're the avoidant personality and it's really hard to get really close to somebody um, this may be a time where maybe some of those friendships, maybe some of those relationships might go through a rocky patch until you kind of meet up to that. But if it does go through that rocky patch or if it does seem like it's going to break off, Libra season kind of challenges you to make it work. See how you can make it work. See, see how many things you can do to make it work. If you are in an avoidant personality sort of situation as well, I mean, really try to challenge yourself to go beyond the comfort zone and see, you know, take it one step at a time and see how it feels when it comes to getting closer to your friend or when it comes closer to your partner. And, you know, sometimes the little, the most smallest of things um, can really mean a lot, you know, such as just being there for your friend or just really knowing that you're, you know, no, having your partner know that you are always there for him or her as well. And then, of course, um, I, I was I always like to reference the love languages. If the if you are somebody who's either into gift giving or into acts of service as well, too. Libra season is going to come very naturally to you. The gift giving, obviously, with giving the long stemmed roses, getting that into the old fashioned romance, maybe giving some gifts, um, you know, going out for, you know, possibly, of course, quality time. I would also add to it be a good, um, another great love language that would thrive the quality time of going out dancing, going out to dinner, and also, um, you know, the acts of service of really trying to meet your partner 
and, you know, trying to strive for your partner as well. Those things are going to definitely play out in Libra season. And like I said, those are your love languages. I think you guys are going to, you're going to find that this is so natural and this is like, so, so your season really. Um, so the last thing that I'd like to add about Libra itself, a lot of people associate Libra with, again, balance. And a lot of times the sign, I unfortunately think the sign gets a little bit of bad representation in the regard of, you know, the individual can be indecisive or wishy-washy. And I mean, I have a moon in Libra. I can understand where that can come into play. But I feel like what we miss more than anything in Libra is either, you know, people who are born late in Libra, where they tend to have more of what I call the hard scales of justice, where they're more, um, they favor, instead of like favoring everybody's side, making sure that everybody's happy, um, I feel like Libra also can be making sure that the truth wins out in the end. But really, uh, when it comes down to Libra, I feel like the biggest key word, again, in Libra season is going to be compromise. You know, in order to strive for true balance, it's not just making everybody happy and placating to do two different sides. It's also challenging people to compromise. So like, say in that friendship group, you do have two people who are out of odds. Say that you have little Miss Sunshine and she's grating on the nerves of Mr. Doom Gloom and everything goes boom. Sorry for the automatopias, but, uh, you know, there are individuals. I mean, everyone who is doom and gloom also looks at things that go boom, too. But anyway, um, say that Loma Sunshine is grating on the nerves of Mr. Doom Gloom and everything boom because she's not being realistic. She's just looking at things that are positive, that are bright and shiny, and maybe toxic positivity things out, and it's just not happening. On the uh, you know, on the other end, Mister Doom Gloom and everything Boom may be grating on Miss Sunshine's nerves, in the regard that um, again, she doesn't really appreciate the cynicism from this individual, and really that this person needs to see things in a more positive light as opposed to the cynical light. You know, sure, cynicism may have its place and its time, but not while she's around. So um, in that friendship group, instead of just saying, oh, Miss Sunshine, you're so right, or oh, Mr. Doom Bloom and everything gloom, you're so right. Really what Libra season is going to challenge us to do is to say, well, you know what? You guys aren't getting along. And look, it's okay if you don't get along. You know, you don't have to meet eye to eye all the time. But in order to make the friendship group work out, hey, Mr. Doom Gloom and everything boom, go that goes boom, you might want to lighten up a little bit on the cynical, truthful remarks that you have for the day. And little Miss Sunshine, you might want to tone it down a little bit. You know, the sunshine's getting a little artificial, but I want to tone it down just a smidge and maybe be a little more realistic. Maybe kind of, you know, not everything is so bright, cheery, and positive. There might be some things that aren't going so well or that aren't going your way. And it's okay to discuss those things. But either way, um, but with the compromises in the relationship, um, big thing about Libra is 
compromises are where both parties, if there's two parties involved, both parties feel that they are challenged in one way or another. Okay. If one person feels that they have succeeded, that they have won, and the other person feels like they haven't, that is not a true compromise. Or if one person feels like, hey, you took my side, I'm getting off scot-free and I have nothing to work on, everything's nice and easy for me, while the other person has a lot to work on, that's not true compromise. So what Libra season is going to really challenge us to do is find that true compromise, especially when disagreements are in place. This also occur, This also is very much true, not just for friendship groups, but also for relationships as well. Um, making sure that you guys both set compromises for each other. And if you feel like you can't really do that, there are counselors. You know, please, Stargazers, uh, seek out a, a counselor if you do need help. Um, there are lots of professional counselors out there. Um, also, too, if you feel like, well, counselors are a little extreme, get a, a friend who is very neutral to both of you. And um, in setting those compromises for the two, for you both, um, set the compromises for both people in the relationship. In a genuine way, again, even within the relationship, if you both have genuine things that you need to work on and you both find that there are challenges and that there, these things are challenging, that's going to strive. I think with Libra, the compromises really help us to strive towards growth. And I think that's another key buzzword as well, too, for all relationships during Libra season, growth. We're growing from being egocentric from Leo season. We're growing from being socially appropriate and also, you know, minding your manners and starting to pivot towards you into actually being more gravitating towards you as well as me, kind of balancing that nature out but also really um, growing, growing from just the beginnings of noticing you or the beginnings of, you know, starting to recognize others to really full blooming, trying to really meet the needs and, you know, the needs and desires of, of the, uh, the other people in your, in your life, in the relationship. But yeah, definitely growth, I think, is a big theme. And if you find the season to be very challenging, I mean, to find balance, um, to find compromise can be very challenging. Sometimes even to find closeness and getting close can be very challenging things. But again, I think just really, um, I would say if you're having trouble, definitely find that you're growing that these are things that might be natural hurdles already that you're not really well aware of and that it helps you to grow, helps you to grow not only to be a better person, but also to be a better spouse, to be a better friend, to be a better colleague if you're at work, and also just to be a better, just better person all the way around. The other thing that I also thought of with Libra season when I said the hard scales of justice with Libra or justice Again, um, not only weighing out the truth and weighing out outcomes, but also being realistic. Um, I mean, I think with Libra season, it's very, it's very true that um, a lot of people can become very idealistic, 
particularly if you are starting relationships at this time or you have a relationship at this time, there's a lot of ideals with Libra, you know, and finding balance and making sure everyone's happy um, and making sure that romance is there and that you're, you're deepening the relationship. You know, there's a lot of idealism, um, basically being more realistic when it comes to outcomes in the relationship, you know, making sure, yes, that those compromises are in place. And then also um, really just, again, being realistic with all outcomes at the end of the relationship, just really making sure that you're doing that you recognize that you're doing what you can and that sometimes doing what you can can be enough in and of itself. But speaking of idealism, and uh, well, it's just speaking of idealism, when it comes to the shadow side of Libra, that is actually the biggest one. Now, if you would like a little bit more on idealism, definitely check out that episode, um, my idealism episode, where I uh, mention and look at Neptune, as well as Jupiter, how that manifests, um, why it might not be such a good thing, what to do about it. Um, definitely check out that episode. But I would say for um, Libra season with the ideals, really um, idealism can come about where, like say that you have fallen in love with someone and say that that person is definitely meeting your ideals for a partner or your ideals for a relationship. You might end up, well, what your ideals are might not necessarily be the ideals of that other person. So it might come across, and I have actually experienced this towards the beginning of Libra season, it might come across as though you're forcing your affections onto that person and forcing your expectations onto that other person. And sometimes um, be if you are the recipient of that forced affection, it can feel a little, I know for me it's felt really overwhelming um, a coworker has been doing that a lot lately, and um, I think I'm not the only one. I think he's also doing this to someone who is new in the department that I work for. Um, for me, it just feels overwhelming, and it also just feels, you know, it's it's in line with he's just thinking about himself. He's thinking about his ideals. He's thinking about what he wants to achieve with me, and that's not necessarily in line with what I want to achieve. You know, like, um, I like to keep work and personal matters separate. I don't like to engage in office romance. Um, the fact that this guy is looking for an office romance is kind of disturbing to me, actually. The last time I engaged in an office romance, it ended badly. It ended disastrously. And I vowed never to have a part of that ever again. So to have him force his affections and his attention onto me, it kind of feels overwhelming. It feels like a lot. Um, and I, I, I can kind of understand that that could be one shadow side of Libra season. I think the other shadow side could be, again, like say you've met that somebody or you think you've met that somebody and you're just placing all your affections onto that person and say that that person's not reciprocating it. It can kind of feel a little frustrating because like, why is this person not loving me? I'm giving, I'm showering them with lots of attention and lots of love and lots of affection. You know, what, what is wrong with me? Is it my appearance? Is it, you know, how I dress? Is it, you know, going down the long lists of what ifs and what is it? So that can also be another shadow side to this. 
What I would say to repair the idealism, especially if you're getting into forced affection territory. So for the person who is forcing the affection, I think really recognize, you know, really kind of establishing off the bat. If you meet somebody um, really awesome, really is your type, you'd love to marry that person. They're like every perfect in every which way. Have a conversation with that person and see, or, you know, if you don't want to have a conversation, gauge how that person feels. You can gauge it pretty, you know, pretty quickly. If you say, wow, I really like you. I really want to spend more time with you. And that person is maybe like looking away, maybe scratching the back of their neck or looking down. Those are usually indicators that they might not feel the same way as you do. So with that said, um, I would say maybe put the pump the brakes a little bit. If you if you've come to that point, pump the brakes and maybe just kind of, you know, confirm kind of like what I had to do in barbering school when I did when I accidentally did this myself. And this was also during labor season. I liked a particular colleague in my class. He was an Aries. I went up to him. I said that I really liked him. I really wanted to spend more time with him. Same reaction. Actually, he looked down, kind of looked away, kind of was like, uh, are you really sure? You know, meeting it with the question, are you really sure? So already displaying signs that I was not his type and displaying signs that I was already forcing affection onto him. The cue for that for me, instead of just pursuing it, pursuing it, pursuing it, I would just say, this person's not interested. Keep that possibility in mind. Even if they seem perfect in every which way, if they're not interested, they're not interested. If the person is showing, displaying signs of disinterest, it's it's just not going to happen. Okay. And maybe as we all, as um, a lot of individuals say, Maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe um, this person, they might seem perfect, but maybe there's somebody out there, uh, somebody else out there who's even better as well. Um, if you are the person who is getting a lot of forced affection, what I would just tell you, what I would advise. So also being the recipient of forced affection, particularly this last week with this coworker, I've had to draw a line in the sand. Because this guy, unfortunately, does not respect boundaries. He does not respect subtle cues. He actually is kind of blind to a lot of different things. Um, blind to, like, what what is um, the line? Um, overstepping people's boundaries. Overstepping, you know, over, like, kind of overcrossing people's boundaries. And he does, he overcrosses a lot. So I've had to draw a, a nice line in the sand constructively, but kind of giving cues like when he's wanting to pay, wanting me to pay attention to him, maybe not paying attention to him, you know, um, not like icing him out, but just not paying attention to him right away. Just kind of conveying that, hey, look, I'm working. I I don't, you know, I, I don't like it, you know, and also too, I don't like it when you're like snapping a bottle around me, trying to get my attention, which he does. Like he's, he snaps a empty soda bottle around me. Um, but you know, some of these lines too could also be just verbally. It's like, Hey, you know what? I'm not interested in a relationship. 
you know, especially if somebody comes up to you and states that you're perfect in every single way and they want to date you, they want to be with you forever. Maybe just saying, you know what, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Um, really kind of making it clear to that person too that, you know, again, without hurting their feelings as well too, because I know this is a time of closeness and it's also a time where feelings could really be easily hurt at this time. But, you know, just you're not interested in a relationship, you know, instead of in, in as opposed to just getting into type, like you're not my type would probably not go very over very well. Just, you know, just not interested at this time and making sure that person understands and that they're not crossing boundaries over and over and over again. Maybe just also being open and being very honest about expectations as well. Um, like a good pointer for me would be if this guy crosses a boundary or like say he asks to go out on a date with me, my response, I, I would have to mention my policy. Hey, I don't date coworkers. I don't mix business with pleasure. I'm sorry. You know, except, you know, softening that. But, you know, mentioning your expectations like, you know what? Um, you seem like a really nice person, but... I really would like this in a relationship, fill in the blank in the relationship, or I would really like, um, I, like I said, I have a no, I have a, a no tolerance or I have a zero tolerance policy for this sort of relationship, or I'm not really into this sort of relationship that you're for, you know, mark that, mark that boundary in the sand or mark that boundary and make sure that it's not crossed as well. And then I also just think along the lines, again, with idealism, um, ideals aren't everything. You know, again, um, just really things are not perfect. I, I know with Libra, there's the perfectionistic side to the sign as well. Sometimes with um, romance and relationships, the perfection, you know, just the ideals and the perfection, the, the notion of perfection comes out. Nothing is ever perfect. Everything is a work in progress. And um, really, if you see something that appears to be perfect, I think the real biggest um, lesson that we can learn in Libra season, pump the brakes a little bit and reassess. And, you know, maybe, you know, like I said, again, feel the partner out, feel your potential partner out, feel the situation out and see, see where you can go accordingly. All right, Stargazers. Well, this is a very short and sweet episode on Libra season. I do hope that um, this is nice and informative for you in what to expect when it comes to relationships in Libra season. I feel that the sun's influence, you know, even though we don't always look at the sun in this podcast, and I don't always, you know, the sun is but one part out of a whole chart. I do feel that the sun does have a very heavy influence on us um, in particular seasons. So um, it'll be interesting to actually go through Libra season, you know, with balance, with getting closer. Um, I think all the way around, try to just have, I would say with all relationships, whatever the season, try to just really have fun with it. You know, especially when you're getting closer to the one you love or getting closer with friends try to see if you can have fun with it and really also see if you can get into deeper territories and to where you can grow as individuals, which is always, I think that's always the the interesting part, like how we grow um, is kind of interesting in each season. 
But above all stargazers, um, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. Uh, it looks like the moon is waning at this time. Uh, it does look like that Jupiter, either Jupiter or Saturn, is actually in the eastern sky at this point. So that's a really nice, nice body to see, nice celestial body to see. But also, you know, especially with Mercury retrograde right now and also all, I mean, Uranus is in retrograde, Pluto's in retrograde, Neptune's in retrograde. I think Jupiter's also in retrograde. My gosh, retrograde, retrograde. Oh, my goodness. But especially with all the retrograde planets right now, I just feel like looking up at the stars and involving yourself in nature gives a lovely, wonderful break at this time. Um, you know, just kind of gives you a nice little breather. So, you know, definitely take that breather. We also, when looking up at the stars, we look at our origins of astrology, where astrology came from, especially when it comes to those constellations that make up our 12 signs. But I think above all stargazers, between now and next week, I do hope to find you well. Uh, especially, again, I have to say, especially with Uranus retrograde, I'm still seeing a lot of accidents. So please be careful. Please be careful, especially if you are operating a vehicle. Please, please, please be extra careful this week. Um, I'd say for like the next couple of months, please be extra careful. And above all, stargazers between now and then, hope you're well. And until then. If you have questions for Sandra Misek or comments, you can always contact her at either Misek, um, so basically her email page, at either Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com. On Instagram, at Sandra dot Misek, again, that is M-I-S-E-K. You can also go on to patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology. If you support the show, you can get a free Sinistry chart reading. Visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details.